0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Women's Room podcast. My name is Yehira. I'm Willow. I'm Kayleen. We have a new guest today. Happy spring term! Ooh. Woo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Oh yeah. Yes. This is. Well, we're in week two now. Already. <laughs> week two. This is the spring term of my freshman year. I'm wrapping things up, but. Doesn't yeah. feel like it. No, That's it's insane. a little weird.
1: Um, okay, well, I guess we should start off with uh first question. Also, it's a very low-key episode today Yeah, I'm cool. Just letting the listeners know at least that's how I feel I feel so tired
0: You want to introduce yourself just a little
2: more? For Sure. Yeah, sure Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my name's Kayleen. I'm a third year here at Oregon State I'm studying psychology with minors in film studies and organizational leadership. So a little bit all over the place um I'm from California originally, so uh, not an Oregon native, um, but I fell in love with campus and I've been here ever since, so yeah.
1: I'm also a California native. Native.
0: Oh, let's so go. I?
2: Where? Oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Californians. Where, okay, but
0: now we have to go through where we're all from in <laughs> California. Uh, so I'm from Southern California, like Lancaster, Palmdale area. Okay. You know where that is? Like yeah, roughly. Two hours northeast of LA. Okay,
2: okay.
1: I'm I'm a Bay Area kid. I'm also Bay Area. Okay, we're <laughs> Bay Area.
2: Um, specifically San Juan Batista. If you ever had to study the missions, I live by a mission. Okay. A little broader than that, it's like Gilroy San Jose-ish. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay,
1: okay. sick. I'm, okay, I'm in Marin. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm in, like, I'm near San Rafael. If you've ever yeah. visited this place called Fairfax, I'm like
2: Oh, 20 yeah. 20-minute
1: drive from there. Okay,
2: yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. My dad does a lot of work in San Rafael, so. Cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's it like being in, well, being from California, coming here?
2: Um, I definitely, I don't know. I, when I came to Oregon State, I, like, signed up for the whole rain thing. I signed up for just, like existing somewhere else I didn't want to go to school in California so I was just kind of like ready to get away from the people I grew up with for so many years and I was like bye I need a new group of people um my great-grandpa lives in Oregon so I'd kind of grown up coming here um and then when it came to signing up for schools I applied to both U of O and Oregon State and I obviously picked the better of the two um definitely but let's go Beavs Beavs. um (laughs) But I definitely love it up here. I um, My allergies don't like it in the spring, but I love just how green everything is. I think that's what I was really missing from home was just like the Brown Hills weren't doing it for me anymore. And I was like, I need something different. Um, but I like it. A lot of my friends are Oregon native. So like when I'm like, wow, oh, let me tell you about this place in California. They're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a big state. So there's a lot of little places because like the typical thing is like oh well like are you from like Sacramento or LA and you're like there's a lot in between and like all around um because those are like both like the top and bottom of the state and you're like there's so much else <laughs> happening um but yeah I really like being here I feel like I don't know I feel like I never really fit I never really fit in with California <laughs> um but I definitely do like it up here in the Pacific Northwest so
1: that's great yeah, good. yeah. um we have a little bit of extra insight. We know that you're a third year here. I am. So it's clear that you like it here.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, it, it stuck. My yeah. freshman year was a COVID year too, so I really like oh, powered no. through it.
1: <laughs> so tell us about that. What was that like?
2: Um, It was interesting. It was really quiet on campus. I worked in the dining hall uh, because classes were all online and I was like, what else can I do with my day? And I was like, oh. Look at this job right here. Perfect. Um, And that was really fun because, again, like, hardly anyone ever came down. Um, and then I worked there into my sophomore year. And then I was like, oh, there's people here. And this <laughs> school is, like, real. And it got a little overwhelming. Um, But I really liked it. I had some roommate issues freshman year. So that was, ooh, that kept it spicy. Um, But I ended up making, like, a ton of friends, like, a lot more friends than I thought I would have. Um, Especially, like, covid not a lot of people were out and about but i like ended up on a really social floor and a lot of people were always out and about and like everyone was so desperate for human connection that everyone and everyone was like can we do you want to hang out do you want to just maybe like go watch a movie and like sit across the room from each other because like social distancing and stuff um but yeah it was cool did a lot of just long walks around campus pretending I was going here, or like pretending like I had classes, and I'd be like, oh, look at this building, this is so fun, I don't even know what's in it, because I can't go in. Um, a lot of hanging out at the MU that was also empty, and just like, it was really weird, it was kind of like a ghost town at some points, especially like early, oh, I guess winter term I think was the worst, because a lot of people came like fall term, and then decided, they were like, oh, I'm just gonna stay home, Or a lot of people showed up during spring as like things got a little looser with COVID. Um, But winter was definitely like the dead zone. Like it was hard to find people. Like everyone went to hibernation and you were like nobody else goes to the school but me. So it was it was an experience for sure.
0: (laughs) god i can't even imagine doing that like living in the dorms like in itself is like a weird experience first off but doing it during covid when there's just no one around that's gonna be terrifying
2: yeah it was definitely interesting and then all your classes were online so you were really just like stuck in your room like all the time so you really had to find those like little ways to get out that's why i started working in the dining hall because i was like I just need to, like, leave my room. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also a pretty nice commute, because I just had to, like, look at the clock and be like, oh, my shift starts in two minutes, and then i just walk down the stairs, and then I'd be like, (laughs) well, I'm right here. Like, let's get started. (laughs) So that was really fun. What hall did you live in? I lived in McNary, and then I worked in McNary Dining. So, classic combo.
1: Yeah, real close.
2: Yeah, real close. I live in Wilson. Oh, my current roommate lived in Wilson, and that's how we met. Well, we met through my college roommate, and then... She was like, oh, I just like moved into Wilson like for spring term. And I was like, girl, I am in McNary. And then we, um, it's actually really cute. We like set up a little meeting and we sat outside in front of McNary, like in the little chair or like the like picnic tables. And we sat there and talked for literally six hours. Oh my God. And just, we had so many like shared life experiences that we were just like, oh my gosh, like this happened to you, guess what happened to me? It was super fun. And then we've been friends ever since. So it was oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, all right. So, okay. I think we all went through a tough time during COVID. Awful. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it sounds like, especially since you were here the entire time, that sounds pretty isolating. Um, and so I'm sure that you've kind of learned your own tools and how to, um, get out and feel better. And, and maybe I guess what I'm asking is like, what are some of the tools that you use now that, um, that you've kind of learned over the years?
2: Yeah, I think COVID definitely, COVID did a couple things for me. It realized that I do love my family and I um, definitely cherish my time with them. But me as an individual, I definitely need that space to be alone um, and like reflect on myself. But I also realized I can't be too alone. Because as I mentioned, I did have those roommate issues. Mm-hmm. I could not with that live with that woman for more than fall term. So I moved out winter term. And then winter to spring, I was by myself in a room. And that was a little bit too much solitary confinement for me. <laughs> um, I'm especially like, I'm the kind of person that like, I just like talk to myself all the time. And so like, that was like peak talking to myself and like um, minimal, like, Interaction with the people on my floor because um, I had moved up. So I lived originally on the second floor and then I got moved up to the fourth floor, but all my friends were on the second floor. So that like convenient, like uh, stepping out of the, ho- or like out of my room and being like, oh, everyone's like hanging out out here was definitely gone because um, I lived so just like far up. Um, but um, now I also learned that like, um, I still need that time to like, self reflect or decompress. I even get that way now where like I like come home and I like hang out with my roommates or I'm at my boyfriend's house a lot, so like I'll be hanging out with him, but like finding that time for me is super important. Otherwise, I get so like like caught up in my head or just like like just like a moment where I'm like I need to breathe because it's like when I'm on campus, I'm in classes or I'm working or I'm home and I'm doing homework or talking to roommates or like I'm at my boyfriend's house hanging out with him. And for a little bit, yeah, I definitely went from having no social interaction with people to having way too much, like all at once. And it was like drinking out of a fire hydrant a little bit to where I was like, I cannot function like this. So I've definitely learned that I'm the kind of person who needs to have that uh, kind of recollection to myself and like just like an hour or two to myself to watch a dumb show or just like maybe like color in a coloring book i like knitting so like sometimes i gotta get into a knitting project again but yeah definitely having that self-reflection was probably the most important like thing i learned from covid yeah
0: yeah because you experienced the two extremes of it you had you went from complete isolation to then everyone and their mom is on campus yeah
2: it was a a, like i which i had heard it from a lot of like the second third year and fourth years that i worked with in the dining hall like they were like this is not like There's literally no one on campus. And I was like, I feel like there's a pretty good amount. And then as soon as sophomore year hit and everyone showed up, I was like, I I was shocked. Like the, especially like rush hour, like normally would be like maybe like five or six people in the line. I'd be like a little panicked being cashier. Mm -hmm. But uh, fall term of sophomore year when everyone was there, rush hour was insane. I was like, you cannot have me up here by myself. There's like too much like. The line is literally, like, wrapped around the building already, and I was like, there is no way, <laughs> like, I was like, I can't do that. So, that was definitely, t- like, that switch was definitely insane.
1: So, how, how are you feeling now with kind of, now it's a, a lot better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And
2: it definitely feels like back to normal, but I guess I don't know what normal college was like. Yeah. Um, but it definitely feels a lot closer to normal living say.
1: And do you live off campus now?
2: Yeah I live off campus. I lived on campus though my first two years because both me and my roommate were like we did not get that first year college experience that we were really wanting especially since everything was still online by spring term um, our, our freshman year so we were like we don't even know where like any even if we were to move off campus we were like we don't know where anything is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we end up living on campus that year just because we were like we got to like figure out what this school is, um, especially since classes were going to be in person again. So then I lived in Holly Hall. So I've got to see like several points of campus. Never lived on the south side of campus, but I don't want to come back senior year. So. <laughs> <laughs> but this year I do live off campus. So
1: So then what, what's it been like to kind of live off campus for the first time, live on your own? I mean, obviously, do you have roommates? Yeah, I
2: have two roommates. Uh, um, so
1: what what's that like, trying to balance rent and also having to find your own food, and for yeah. yourself.
2: Foraging for yourself is fun. <laughs> I love going, to, I'm literally like a walk, I'm like a five, 10 minute walk away from Fred Meyer, which is so dangerous because I can just be like, oh, well I'm just gonna go get food at Fred Meyer. Um, figuring out how to cook on my own was a little bit um, much. I eat a lot of quesadillas and mac and cheese just because a lot of nights I'm on campus super late. So I just like, when I get home, I'm trying to put the most minimal effort into my dinner. Um, I make a lot of turkey sandwiches for myself because I'll eat them like for my lunch and then if I'm on campus really late or like to the like five or six rain, I'll like eat the other half like for dinner and then like I'll probably eat like a late night snack before I go to bed. Um, but living off campus is fun. It's nice having like a whole space to yourself. Um, and like, I don't know, it feels a lot more like committed than like living in a residence hall. Um, so it's also nice to not have to wear masks, which like all, even like all of my sophomore year on campus, we still wear masks in the residence hall. So like having that freedom is like such a little thing, but like it, it was all up until I think middle of spring term was when we got restrictions lifted for masks. So once that got like taken away, I was like, okay, I like I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, So it's nice to kind of have that own space and you can kind of like walk around. My house is like pretty small, so it's like it feels very cozy, Um, but it's really fun. It's definitely a good time. Yeah.
1: Okay, so there's a lot of people out there who are currently looking for housing and renting. So what is your biggest advice? Um, Because you have a bunch of people and friends who (laughs) are definitely renting right now. For sure. Um, So what is your best advice for that? Because we have a bunch of Fresh, yeah. more, turning into sophomores <laughs> listeners. We're all looking for housing right yeah. now. Yeah. So what is um, your big advice?
2: Start early. Yeah. Um, even though not a lot of stuff is open, there are a ton of like groups that are starting to do showrooms and like walking you through houses that are currently lived in. So um definitely start early. It's what I tell a lot of um like prospective students when they come to campus, because a lot of parents ask about it. Um definitely like start that process as soon as possible. Get as um Definitely have more roommates in mind than you think. Cause like originally we were a part of a group of five that were gonna live together. And then two of the girls had like different plans going on and then and ended up just being like the three of us finding a house, which actually worked out pretty well. Um, I would definitely suggest going for uh, those easy to find room numbers. So like um, finding two rooms is really easy. Three rooms is a lot harder. Like once we started searching for having a three room house It was um a lot more difficult luckily we were able to find something but those are really rare um there are a lot of like big five person houses and like townhouses um so if you can find that big of a group definitely try to commit to one of those as soon as you can um but if not those smaller groups are pretty easy to find too
1: and housing is opening up now right yeah
2: now would be a good time um don't wait like too far into spring term just because um things fill up like really fast um especially because i think it's kind of more on like an every other year like wave where like like this year i'll be staying in my same house but like the year after i'll be gone because i graduate Mm -hmm. i feel like the housing market in corvallis kind of fluctuates a little bit most people do stay in their houses for two years so definitely like kind of keeping that in mind when you are looking for off-campus housing is kind of where the market's going to be cool which sounds so like adult, like the market, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> housing. <laughs> oh, I know, getting into all that, like just,
0: just thinking about it, it makes me feel like such like an adult. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like real life. I don't just get to walk into my room anymore. No, exactly.
2: It's definitely really cool to kind of be like, oh, I'm an adult. I have to pay rent. And then you're like, oh, I have to, I'm an adult. I have to pay rent. <laughs> you're like, oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So with your major, you said that you are majoring in psychology
2: and a minor in film studies in And and organizational leadership. So I have two separate minors. I know I wanted to do psychology. I'll start with that. Um, Since like sophomore year of high school, Mm -hmm. like one of my teachers was like, I think you'd really like psychology. And I was like, perfect. That's what I'm going to be. That's (laughs) like my personality. Like I'll commit to it. Um, And I definitely do love psychology. Like she definitely read me like a book for that one. Um, I love it. I was a little wary for a little bit um, just because I didn't want to go into clinical psychology. And I knew that. So with my organizational leadership minor, it's a business minor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a management like subsection minor. But I didn't add that till last year. So I'm a little like, oh, I should have added it a little bit sooner. So I kind of have those backgrounds going in or that knowledge going into like my internships and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely glad I have it now because I've also known that I want to go into like HR or some sort of like business position for a little bit. I just like didn't know. I just like was like, ah, the psych minor's enough. And then doing more research, I was like, mm, I should get a little something extra. Mm-hmm. And then the film minor is just because I wanted to, literally it came out of pretty much COVID being bored in my room and like only taking back core classes. And I was like, I like need something else. Cause I was like, I don't want to get burnt out on just psychology. So literally I think like winter term of my freshman year, I took my first film class and I'm almost done with the minor now. And I'm really sad because I literally love film classes so much and I'm taking my last two this term. I think I can take potentially like two more to fill up some like extracurriculars, but yeah, I'm a little sad because I'm like, oh, I've had like the last three years of this film minor and I might not have it for senior, or like I'm, I'll am i be done with it before senior year. So a little sad, but I'm definitely happy I did it just to kind of keep myself sane. Mm-hmm. Plus a lot of film classes, you're able to double dip them for a lot of your back core stuff. So like all all of the, pretty much all the introductory film classes count as history, so I was like, if I don't have to take history, I'm not gonna take history. So that was really cool, but yeah, it's kind of, kind of all over the place. It's
0: it's an interesting uh, array of like study groups.
2: Yeah, I think it definitely like represents me though, like I'm kind of all over the place in my brain, so kind of having my majors and minors reflect that definitely helps. I'm really happy this year because I'm able to take a lot of my upper division site classes, which I've kind of been like lacking in my site classes, just because I really focused on trying to get my backcourt done ASAP, especially because I needed like more upper division credits anyways before I could take a lot of those site classes. This like past year has been a lot more site classes and like getting more into that, which I absolutely love it. So yeah,
1: okay, so you're a, a psychology major, mm-hmm. and um, I'm somebody who. I don't know I like to break down myself
2: oh I do too Yeah, <laughs> that's why I don't want to go into clinical psychology <laughs> yeah
1: so um what would you say so okay it's quite a challenge right mm-hmm. yeah um how do you kind of make sure that you're not too hard on yourself or make sure that you're not traumatizing yourself
2: <laughs> yeah um definitely tricky I think With Gen Psych, I did that a little too, I think that was kind of like my wake up for I don't want to do clinical psychology because I got, I was like, oh my god, what if, what if I have depression because I've been COVID and like all these like random things and it can be like really easy to like, once you have those materials, self-diagnose and like pretty much any introductory psych professor will also tell you like, this is probably going to happen to you and it's just kind of unavoidable because that's just kind of who we are as people, we need that uh, reassurance for ourselves. So, for me, I think I just try to, like, not disconnect from it, but kind of, like, always try to remind myself, like, you're not the main character, and, like, psychology doesn't all apply to you. Like, you don't have every mental health illness in the book. Like, you're just existing. <laughs> like, so I definitely try to, like, get out of my head with it a little bit and just kind of focus it as, like, a science and being, like, all right, like, these are the facts, like this is what's in the textbook like this happens to other people like how can I apply it to other people and like use it to my advantage rather than try to bring myself down with it um so kind of having that third person view I also have a lot of friends who are psych majors and that definitely like helps to kind of like talk to that like it's really helpful to have those people in your cohorts to be like hey like how do you avoid that because a lot of people don't think twice about psych or the things they're talking about or learning about but there are people who definitely do that, do it like worse than me. And then that kind of definitely also reassures because I'm like, oh, well, I'm not as in my head as that person is, but I'm also not as out of it as this person. So it kind of like keeps me in this like medium. Like I definitely like being tethered a little bit. So where I'm like, okay, I'm aware these things are happening, but as long as I can like distinguish from them being applied to me directly, I kind of like, I'm like better about that. So. But definitely took some practice. Oh, yeah. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned that you're in a relationship. Yeah. Um. So, firstly, how's the relationship going?
2: It's great. We've been together for like mm, a year and a half-ish. Definitely when I took social psychology, though, and like when we did our mini unit about relationships, <laughs> I definitely took that one too close to home. <laughs> um. And then he kept having to reassure me. He's like, we're not a textbook. And I was like yeah, you (laughs) right. I was like, like, okay, okay. Um, So that was like really fun because I'd like, he'd be like, so what'd you learn in psychology today? And I was like, well, guess what? We're going to break up because the textbook says if this happens, this happens, this happens. And he was like, that hasn't happened to us. And I'm like, but the (laughs) textbook. So that's like definitely helped get me out of my head. He's really good about, because he knows how in my head I am. And he's like really good about like being like, okay, remember? the real world exists so yeah like that definitely has like come home a few times like taking work home a little bit but I'm a lot better about it now because I like I have those thoughts in my head I'm like okay no one is like specifically a textbook um everyone's different and like not everything is copy paste to what you read in the book so and you're not a study group exactly
0: (laughs) so I feel like that's like a that's, a that's an interesting way to go about it because I thought about coming like going into psychology when I was like picking my major for school. Because yeah. that's originally what I wanted to do, but I didn't know like where I would go with it. But like I'm glad I didn't because I would just be the like most extreme version of yeah. that, just completely like in my head about it all and just like absolutely applying every little thing to my life.
2: Exactly. It's definitely like a skill like you gotta learn. Um... And then yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. What did you end up picking as your major?
0: Uh, at first, it was digital communication arts. Oh, fall cool. term. But then I switched my major from fall to winter term, and I'm now bioengineering.
2: Oh, so another extreme, okay. <laughs>
0: big switch, yeah, very fun. Went from liberal arts to STEM. There we but go. I love it, and I'm I, I'm definitely having a lot more fun with bioengineering in ways than digital communication arts, just because awesome. I feel like I can apply myself more to bioengineering. And i also have a minor or i'm adding a, i added a minor in marine bio biology oh, so cool, i get to like cool. explore different science areas because i, just, really I cool. love learning about all that stuff
2: yeah i think finding that thing that clicks for you is like the best thing yeah
0: because it's just like i'm one who i want to know like how to do everything and i want to know everything but i just didn't know like where to like go and like what to pick mm-hmm. and so it's just like when i was coming into college that was the first thing i picked was digital communication arts I'm like this looks cool this sounds cool on paper yeah. but then going through the classes i'm like Ugh, i don't want to do this for the rest of my life
2: yeah that's definitely like what you kind of realize is like what do you want to do for the rest of your life yeah and like yeah finding that that's so cool that you like found that like thing that's like just ah that gets you you yeah, know no, i love it
0: because it's just like going through it i'm like telling my friends i'm like oh i love my math class they're like you sound psychotic you sound right crazy. now.
2: That was definitely my biggest kind of pet peeve with high school was how, at least like with my high school, a lot of people just didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part about college is people want to be here and they're studying the things that they want to do. And like, there's so much passion, I feel like with it, Um, that definitely like keeps me going because like, I love seeing people passionate about things that they love. And so college is so cool for that because you're literally paying money to like learn about all these things that you want to learn about. You're not getting forced into anything. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I was having a conversation with someone uh, about that the other day, actually, just like how like so many people like in college, you like, you have to be intentional with what you're doing and that like so many people are here to learn. And it's just, I love like seeing just people like get so like giddy about what they're learning. It's and Just like so explaining cool. all their stuff. I'm like, I love that you love learning.
2: Yeah, it's so awesome. It is, yeah. I love college. Like it's, it's so, so much fun. fun. <laughs> it's so cool. I'd Like it's just it's like a really cool opportunity to have. Definitely. Oh yeah.
1: I'm I'm in the same boat. I uh, totally did not just like. No, I took a bunch of classes that are all in my major. So english education i i'm taking two english classes that are breaking down like some intense stuff Mm -hmm. um and it's awesome i'm taking shakespeare right now (laughs) dude you have no idea how crazy (laughs) excited i am about macbeth every time we are talking about it it's so funny it because i never thought that i would i was like i was this theater nerd when i was or theater kid when i was in high school but then i learned to not like the people so that's interesting um fair yeah fair. yeah no. <laughs> right okay. yeah sorry yeah um sorry to the theater kids who listen but man
2: <laughs> sorry just... some of y'all just get a grip <laughs> a little bit yeah. yeah some of y'all take it a little too far <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to be hearing dear evan hansen every <laughs> s- single day of my freaking life so I, true i just want to memorize my lines in two weeks and be done with it exactly <laughs> um Yeah, so, (laughs) like I love acting, but, Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, no, I actually, it's really funny because Macbeth is like, okay, I'm reading Macbeth right now, um, I'm gonna finish it up, uh, for the people who are not in college yet, um, that's right, I read Macbeth in two weeks, so, uh, (laughs) you're gonna have to do that soon, and that's fun. Um, and then on top of that, you're probably going to have to read, like, a bunch of other, like, maybe 20-page long uh, either essays or short stories. On top of that, if you're deciding to be within English uh, majors, but that's kind of what we do. So.
2: Yeah, that's like with my film studies, because it's a part of the college of, like, writing, and I'm like, oh, there's so much, like, reading <laughs> and it's so, oh. So sometimes it kind of gets to me, but it's a lot of, like, it's, like. Sometimes psych readings drone on a little bit about, like, and I'm like, I don't really care. Um, but sometimes those, like, film analysis things get really, like, deep into it, especially with, like, special topic classes always have really cool readings. Like, um what was it? Was it last? I think it might have been fall term, actually, this t- this year. <laughs> I can't <laughs> remember. Um But I took this zombies in film course. Ooh. And all the readings for that were always so fun because it, like, dove into, like, what zombies and vampires and like different monsters like represent, and like kind of like the deeper, me- like, what does it mean? But like, oh, it was so <laughs> cool. Um, because it like it made those readings so much more interesting. Cause I was like, I didn't even like think about that. Like, ah, oh, it's really cool.
0: I don't have a lot of readings. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have a lot <laughs> of
2: readings.
0: <laughs> I have textbooks for like classes I have to read, and i like, that's where I have to apply it. But a lot oh. of the stuff I do, is just like, it's very concrete and I just have to apply it every single time I'm in class yeah like with math it's just all the like formulas and equations and chemistry it's again all the formulas, formulas and, and equations <laughs> I don't know that's just I work better that way rather than like reading
2: yeah that's like I'm like terrible at stem in terms of like math and science stuff mm-hmm. like in my brain and behavior class for psychology it's like week two and we're already like knee deep in everything that the brain does and I'm like I'm like, this is gibberish. I'm like, I literally don't get it. I'm like, there's a reason I'm not in, like, a medical major or anything. Um, But that's what I always, because I was really good at math in high school, Mm because I love just, like, formula, 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 like, give me X, Y, Z, and I'll, like, figure it out. Like, that was my favorite. And then I just was like, well, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I definitely like that more, like, analytical side a little bit. Mm Um. But yeah, no, I definitely like appreciate the people who do it. Like my roommate is a pre-pharmacy biological or bio major with like minors in data science. And I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like, girly, you're, you're killing it. But like, I could never, like, she like one time had to like break down her like new coding homework. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, a good for you. I was like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, right. this is gonna be a really big one. Okay, is this exciting?
2: I'm excited because right. this
1: is in psychology. This okay. is philosophy now.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. All
1: right. What brings meaning to your life?
2: Probably people. Mm. Like, I mean, obviously, like, both my jobs are surrounded by people. With producing and giving tours, I see hundreds of people a day. Um, I love like. I'm definitely, like, I always picture that, like, work-life-school, like, triangle balance and always trying to manage that. And almost, like, time and time again, I'll always pick people over anything. Um, My family brings a lot of meaning to my life. They're definitely at my core, like, who I am and where I base a lot of my values from where I grew up like very tight knit with my family. Like the four of us alone are all really close. Like my mom, my dad, my sister. Um, And then my grandparents all lived within anywhere from walking distance to like 30 minutes away. And uh, when they were 30 minutes away, we went to school across the street. So like always having that like fishing net of my family um, is definitely very important to me. In college now, I definitely try not to get away from it But, like, I found, like, the past few times when I came, when I've come home, I find myself, um, I come home, I, like, see my family, I'm so excited, I love seeing them, and then I realize there's nothing else for me to do in California. And then when they all go to work, or, like, when my sister had school when I'd come home, I would just be, like, at home. And then I used to ride horses, um, which that was also a big part of my life, especially during covid That was like, my mom was like, well, you're not going to school, so guess where you're going? And we were like, the barn. (laughs) Um, So that was a big part of my life. And then this past winter my horse got, both my horses got sold that I was working with. So after like they were gone, I was like, cause really like, cause like you can always FaceTime your family, but you can't FaceTime your horse. And then you only get like, you can see like videos of people riding him or like videos your mom sends you, but you're still like, well, like like, he doesn't know I can see him. so that was like probably the trickiest thing it's like probably the thing I get most emotional about now because I like it's like going through a breakup but you didn't have any say in the breakup like it just kind of happened to you and like they were my boys like <laughs> um, I like spent the last like five years bonding to both uh, my horses and like to have them both like I didn't even know about it till like the day before they like my mom was like When I came home for winter break, my mom was like, hey, heads up, like, someone's been looking at them, like, just letting you know, because we didn't have full ownership of them, it was kind of more of a, like, trade deal, and since I hadn't done any shows, because I'd been in college, and plus, my horse is a stubborn little brat, and he was like, I don't like showing, so it was, like, really tricky to get him out and, like, uh, doing a lot of things, and then I, what happened? I, like... I knew like these guys were gonna come and like look at them and then I was at a dentist appointment and I was like debating whether or not I wanted to go to the barn and I was like hey like I'm running a little I like called my mom I was like hey I'm gonna be like a little late is it still worth it to come out and she's like I think you should come out and I was like I don't like the tone in your voice mother why did you say it like that and she was like well um, the guys who've been looking at Toby are here and I was like I, am, I was like, give me five minutes because the dentists are like in the same town. So I was like, give me literally five minutes. I will be there. And little did I know, like that was the last day I would like see him. And that was like also like it happened like a week before Christmas, too. So it's just oh. like I just like after that point and I would already had our and then I already had planned like um, three more weeks in California. And like pretty much my only plans when I come home is to ride horses and hang out with my family. Um, so once, like, the whole horse part was gone, I was like, I was like, I am not a happy camper anymore. (laughs) Um, Mm. so that was, like, really rough. It was, I don't know, because I had, like, I'd been working myself off of, like, I'd never been, like, a horse girl. (laughs) Like, I was never, like, really big into showing. I really just cared about the creatures, and honestly, my horses, are both of them, were, like, really the only ones I even cared about like I was like I only am here to hang out with my boys and like that is it I could care less about what the other horses are doing like I was like I just want to make sure they're looking good feeling good and like living a happy life like that's all I cared about and I would kind of already been like weaning myself off of it by like coming to college and like I kind of knew like going to an out of state school like that would be like a component of it like not being able to see my horses I knew that day would come where they wouldn't be mine anymore, but I didn't realize how hard it would hit me, and, like, it's really tough, because, like, the guy who got him, like, loves him so much, and it, like, every time I see him on Facebook, I'm like, (sighs) Mm. (laughs) Um, I definitely, like, have to, like, limit Facebook use, because, like, it makes me cry every time. Like, I can't Mm. not, like, uh, it hurts my heart, but kind of back to where we started with, like, morals, like, definitely, like, um, and just dis- like, horseback riding has taught me a lot of discipline with myself, and, like, I feel like there's a lot of things that I learned through that, and, like, I feel like even the relationships I built with my horses, like, that also plays a lot into the relationships I have with people, and, like, I feel like I'm a little bit more of an empathetic person because of that, like, I'm able to kind of, um, I don't know, like, with one of my horses, like, he was older, I think he was about, or he's, is he 19? How old not know Yeah, he's like 19 now. Um, so getting up there, but he had like a lot of like childhood trauma, I guess you'd consider it, where like just like a lot of bad stuff happened to him when he was like a younger horse. Um, and then kind of like my whole purpose for being with him was just like give him a good time because I was like, I was like, he doesn't want to be like a lesson horse like with a bunch of kids like kicking telling him what to do. I was like... I'm simply here to just like get him moving and doing things he wants to do. So like we got to do a bunch of different disciplines. So like normally we do like Western pleasure, um, which might not mean a lot to y'all, but (laughs) um, it's kind of like the more boring of like all the horse sports where you're just kind of sitting there looking pretty and like the horse and you are just kind of doing your thing. Um, So we're like used to do that, but he doesn't like going like slow and being like together. Um, so we started really getting into like raining and uh, more ranch riding which is a lot more like free flowing Um, it's very like loosey goosey like you and the horse kind of do your own thing Um, we never got into herding because he does have a fear of cows (laughs) Um, but uh, we would do a lot of just like fun stuff just like I would just like gallop him around the arena and just like kind of like set him free I felt like it was in the movie Spirit where we were just kind of like two spirits like together like riding off into the wind and that's like um, it's kind of like, sometimes you have to, like, in that back to people, like, sometimes you just have to, like, be there for some, like, if someone's, like, been through some stuff, sometimes you just have to do stuff with them that, like, just sets them free, and, like, um, kind of doesn't make them think about their past, or, like, their previous experiences, or sometimes you're just, like, in someone's life, to, like, just be a light for a little bit, um, which is, like, so deep when you're talking about horses but like it's true like they're such amazing creatures and then with my other horse he's nine so a lot younger or did he just turn? he just turned 10 like last week um Hmm. so like with him we got him when he was about seven uh i think he was like five or six when we got him um and he had like been in our barn for a while so i knew of him and i was like uh he's just like kooky um, hmm. but it definitely was because he just didn't have a person or people to like consistently take care of him. Um, so he's kind of like, he had like a little bit of attachment issues just because he was like, well, if you're, ra- if you're writing me today, I don't know if you're going to be the person writing me tomorrow. So I might be a little sassy about it because <laughs> that's just, uh, you got to like pick one. Um, which like when I started writing both the boys, like I would alternate, like on days, like I would start with one, finish with the other or vice versa. And like, uh, the jealousy between the two, cause they're such bro, like they're such, they have such a bromance in general. So like sometimes I think I'm just third wheeling with them, but like they would, uh, they'd get such FOMO or be like, if I started with one, the other one would like watch me the whole time and be like, Oh really? You picked him first. Hmm, interesting. Guess how I'm going to be today. Um, which is so ridiculous. They have such personalities, but, um, with the younger horse, like building up those relationships and then being, we shared, me and my sister shared him, um, for a while, which was definitely difficult for him because me and my sister are both very strong riders, but in different ways, my sister's very into like the show and like wants to do all that. And I think for me and my horse, we were both on the kind of like, well, what if we don't do that? Cause he had like a lot of show anxiety. So like even just getting there was just like such an uphill battle for Mm -hmm. him. And so I was like, I'm perfectly fine. Just coming here, riding and like having a fun time. Um, While also like, cause he's such like a natural, beautiful mover too. Sorry, this turned into like a horse (laughs) podcast. He's such like a natural, like beautiful mover um that my trainer was like we want to get him like really good so that way like always the goal was to get him to a point where he could just be set free or like he can get like a little kid on him and be able to take care of it as well as like some of the older horses that are like mainly there for lessons and we were definitely able to do that by the time like um he got sold which is why that like deal kind of worked out so perfectly because um like even that fall term while I was gone um or like the fall term before, um, he got sold. He was like giving a lot of lessons and he was doing so great with that. Like my trainer was super, like he had definitely like matured in the past year after we'd done so many things. So, um, it's like really cool to see that growth. And I think seeing that growth with people too is also awesome. Cause like, honestly, I think like a lot of like my friendships don't last super long, which like sounds weird, but like I like changed like middle school or I changed like districts between middle school and high school so I had like my elementary school friends and then like we all like split off different places and then I had middle school friends and then we all split off different places me especially I didn't even go to the same city as them Um, and then high school I had those friends and then COVID kind of like I was like okay I kind of need to start fresh with uh, college and then I have a whole new set of friends here but those horses are the ones that, like, have, like, been with me since, like, middle school mm. and, like, have been those long-lasting relationships that I've had in my life. So it's really interesting um, because they've probably seen me grow as much as I've seen them grow because if you look at – even just watching, like, videos, which are so – oh my old writing videos are so cringe. <laughs> I literally hate watching them. Um, But just watching how I was back then, like, when I first started to, like, now is, like, just astronomical and even the horses themselves like it's really it's like really awesome (laughs) absolutely like I definitely I don't recommend like everyone get into horseback riding but finding that kind of like activity or I don't know I think animals are so powerful like I was gonna be a veterinarian for a really long time before I realized I had to do surgery and I was like
0: I was like oh no
2: no 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 thank you um I think my mom told me that. Like, I was, like, wearing my little, like, vet costume for Halloween. I was like, I'm going to be a vet to take care of all the animals. And my mom was like, did you know that sometimes you have to do surgery on the animals? And I was like, what's that? And she was like, well, sometimes you got to, like, cut them up and fix them. And I was like, I have to cut up the animals? And I was like, I just want to hang out with them all day. And my mom was like, well, that's not a good paying profession, so you're going to have to pick a new thing. And I was like, (laughs) okay, fine. So that was definitely my dream for a while, but... I was like, ooh, I'm. I don't have the strong stomach for that, so <laughs> yeah. maybe not. Um, but yeah, I don't even know where we started. Was we're we still on morals and values, or?
1: Don't worry about it. <laughs> I
2: no, totally I love that you like, went
0: <laughs> off on that because it just it it goes to show like how strong like you like have built and like set your foundations in your life. So.
2: Yeah, I feel like um, through especially after COVID, like I really got my stuff together in terms of like relationships I want to have and like kind of the people I wanted in my life um because I've been in I've been in so many like cliques and cohorts and groups that I just like I definitely like now more than ever know what I want like when I like look for friends I'm like this is like these are the people I want to hang out with like Mm -hmm. um I don't I don't have time for anything else you know um but definitely like my life is definitely like led to that so
1: Hmm. yeah how did you kind of sort yourself out and the friends that you want to be with how was it kind of moving between groups and
2: and um i guess it kind of changed over the years so like i it kind of all stems in like middle school or elementary school where I was a part of like the popular girl group and like everyone was so cool and I was so happy to be a part of that group because I was like, oh my God, the cool girls like me. Like, ugh, I'm like there. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I realized like how catty like child, like I'm like, we're literally like seven and you're being like mean. <laughs> like how can you like even have the capacity to be like mean or like outcast people? Like we're all like, we don't even know what two plus two is. Like, how (laughs) it was just like ridiculous and then um this one girl that I like became friends with in the group she ended up like getting kicked out because like they just decided like one day they were like we don't like her that much she's kind of weird and I was like dude she's like the best one out of all of you um so I think that's when I like first realized like how fake people were and Mm -hmm. I was just like first of all to learn like looking back on it to learn that lesson like so young is like insane um and like having those experiences because then like once I like became more friends with her um, like then they started like picking on like bullying and picking on me for it and I was like I, d- what, uh, make it make sense yeah Um, so it was like a really like kind of pivotal time in my life and I realized I'd rather have one close friend than a bunch of fake friends that I don't like um, and like that was definitely like kind of like a smaller pivotal moment where um cuz me and this girl became like super like we still talk today like to the best of our abilities um when we can cuz obviously we're both like in college living our own lives but um she's definitely like at my core like one of my bestest friends um because I think we did all that in elementary school together where we were like you know what if you guys we're going to be cooler than y'all and then um middle school was interesting it was like I was still friends with my best friend we went to the same middle school together so it was definitely like us and then uh we would find like little groups here and there our like seventh grade group was definitely not as fun as our eighth grade group for sure but since I only had middle school for two years it's like it's really hard to like find those relationships unless you like went to elementary school with those people or you were gonna go to high school with them because once I kind of built those foundations I was like well uh I'll probably never see any of you again because I'm going to high school 30 minutes away in my hometown so it was just like uh, I was like all those like foundations just like crumbled because I was like well I also like had just got Instagram so like I have everyone on Instagram but I was like I don't really know like what this platform is so like it was just like very interesting and then high school was like a whole nother ballpark because these I didn't know anyone so like coming in freshman year like pretty much the high school I went to fed from two elementary schools and pretty much everyone from those elementary schools just ended up at the high like there wasn't a ton of like a lot of people coming from different places like I had So with that, it was, like, very, like, hard at first. Or I thought it was going to be really hard to, like, find, like, those clicks. But when you go to, what I learned was when the people that you're surrounded with, or when you go to school with people since, like, kindergarten, because both the middle school or middle school elementary schools were literally kinder to eighth. So a lot of people, by the time they got to high school, were like, we got to switch it up. Yeah. Um, so that made it a lot easier to kind of like squeeze myself in. I ended up finding a lot more friends in the freshman group below me. A lot of them, um, were in like the same like upper level classes that I was in because my middle school was on like a whole different curriculum. So I was like a whole grade level above pretty much everyone in my grade just because I was already set up for a different high school curriculum. So like by the time I, I kind of had to like drop down a little bit and then I was just like so bored freshman year because I was like this is all stuff I did last year, like are you kidding? And then sophomore year I met like all these really cool freshmen that were like on like the same like intellectual level as, like all of them were like um, in all those like upper division classes. So I end up like bonding with them a lot more than I did with the people in my grade. They're kind of like, I don't know, I kind of took them in as like my little friend. Like I definitely like have like kind of like a mama bear effect for a lot of them. Like. Um, I love them like they're my children. Like they're just like they're some of my favorite people, and I want like nothing but like the best for them. And like like when I went to college, I was like, all right, like this is this is what you got to do. Like senior year X Y Z. Most of them were already like so just on track anyways. But it was like comforting to be like, oh guess what? Guess what I'm doing in college, guys? Do you want to know? Because <laughs> I need to tell somebody. So I definitely like learned like, who I wanted my friends to be. And then by senior, like, beginning of senior year, I was only friends with, like, two of the seniors in my class, and there were only 60 of us. And I was just like, I was like, you guys just suck. (laughs) Like, half of them were just, like, like what I mentioned earlier, like, none of them had the drive to go to school, and then COVID hit, and only, I think only 30 of us graduated, and then five went to college. Oh, my God. So yeah (laughs) (laughs) that drive just wasn't there and like the people that did go to college were the ones that I was kind of more close with just because they were the ones that had that like drive that I really was looking for and then once I got to college again with that like clean slate I was like well COVID but (laughs) um I was just kind of like ready for anything I learned that my roommate is not the kind of person I want to hang out with or my freshman year roommate. And then I learned that my current roommate is kind of the kind of person I want to hang out with and surround myself with. So definitely like a lot of like ups and downs to get me where I am. But I definitely know like, I definitely just know the people I want to surround myself with now. And like a lot of that are like people that I work with. So like a lot of the torn bastards are kind of like a little bit, um, kind of in that same mindset of like a lot of drive They're of course those massive personalities because they're out here giving tours and like being like hi everybody welcome to osu um which is like super funny (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then you like talk to them outside of it and they're like hey how's it going (laughs) um or like a ton of my friends in tv here like they're just like such like exciting personalities like I'm like anytime I go to any like TV meeting, I'm always just like shocked with like the ideas that they're able to come up with. Cause like, I'm not super like I get like baseline creativity, but like the ideas they just like pull out of thin air is insane to me. Cause I'm just, I'm like, you got like, it's like watching people do improv. I'm like, you got one word and you were able to like construct like this whole like sketch just like from it. It like always blows my mind. But it's definitely, like, I want to be surrounded by those kind of, like, creative people and, like, um, down-to-earth people, too, I've, Mm -hmm. like, realized. I'm, like, I don't need anyone who's, like, heads up in the clouds. I'm, like, I'm really, like, kind of in an era where I just, like, need people who are very real and, like, down-to-earth. And I don't need need people being people, like, things that they're not because it makes me Mm -hmm. cringe and I just (laughs) can't. So
0: no i get that i yeah. was i was again having a conversation about this with someone the other day it's just like it's it's a matter of like right now i'm in that like process of like finding like like i something that i want to work towards more um i guess just like in this the rest of this year is just like working on like being like more intentional with the relationships in my life yeah and finding those like real like raw intentional friendships that i do have and that aren't just like the same thing every single time i see you it's just like mm-hmm. that they're pure and that they're raw and that they're like good friendships that I like need in my life
2: yeah the intention is huge too because like I don't know I feel like if you're out like looking for friends you'll like find friends yeah or I guess you'll find like acquaintances mm-hmm. which I do have like a ton I have a ton of people that I'm just cordial with but like they're not people that I can like talk with for hours it's kind of more like so did you do the homework yeah yeah
0: it's just cool. those like <laughs> it's the like elevator talk, like yeah. conversations every single time I see you, and it's just like I want I want a just deeper a connection with you. you. Yeah. I, just, I I want more, and I want to like know more about you. I don't want to just like be like, oh, oh how's my, how was school? your weekend? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I feel like freshman year too. You're really easy to like, just kind of glue to like the first like five people you meet, and you're mm. like, hi everyone, <laughs> like people, um, or at least like definitely COVID year did that to me. Like they're definitely like. The initial group of people I was a part of was literally we did like a speed-friending thing on Zoom through like <laughs> OSU PC or something. Um and then we happened to all live in the same residence hall, so we were like we should do movie nights and then like oh the drama. Like yeah. Like and then pretty much by the end of spring term that it all fizzled out because it was a friendship built with me and my old roommate and then she kind of messed that up for herself but (laughs) um yeah it's just like you kind of realize that you have those like instant flashes of friendship which is fine like that's like really fun for like kind of like looking back and being like oh like that was like cool like hanging out with that group and then like as you kind of realize like who you want to hang out with more those like I don't know I feel like those older relationships have like a little bit more like resonance because you're like I learned like just like that learning curve mm-hmm. is like I feel like so important
0: yeah so. no and I feel like freshman year is definitely like that experimental period of like friendships and even like any like type of like relationship whether like you base it on like friendships or even deeper than that I feel like freshman year is definitely the like biggest experimental just figuring out who you are and who you want to surround yourself yeah, the, with the, and who the people you are. around you
2: because
0: exactly. it all feeds into like the same thing because once you figure out who you are, then you can figure out the next thing, and then figuring out the friends and just the people who are around you just it's, like important. And it's definitely it's definitely a period that I feel like I'm going through that I've been going through yeah. since like fall term. But it's just like I don't know. It's weird to think about.
2: I think that's like all your freshman year too. Like finding those connections and like finding out who you are is like the. I mean, that's why a lot of people just come to college. Like mm-hmm. I think that's definitely why. I even decided to not stay home was cause I was like, I just need to be like away. I just need to like see like who I can be like just out of the house, out of California even. Cause my first term was like the longest I'd ever been away from home ever. I never did any like sleepaway summer camps or anything. Like the most I had done was a couple house sitting things, but I was still like in the neighborhood or like, mm-hmm. um, I would still see my parents every day, like for something. Um, but that like first term was like, really tricky for a while, because I was, like, especially, like, I've mentioned, like, how much of a family girl I am, like, being so far away for so long was a lot, and it was hard on, it was hard on everyone, like, my whole family, like, definitely took a hit, like, um, I remember my sister told me, like, my sister called me, like, for, like, two hours, like, every day, like, no matter what, because she was just doing Zoom classes for high school, so she was just, like, she'd be, like, hmm, I wonder what Kayleen's doing, and I'm, like, I'm literally doing nothing, <laughs> so, um, I like talk to her all the time because during COVID, we especially got really close. Um, We'd always been pretty close, but like when you're the only two faces that you see, like we definitely like morphed into like the same person for like a while. (laughs) Um, So that was like really hard to be so far apart Um, and just like, yeah, trying to like figure out who I was again because like, yeah, COVID, like being home and like, All I did was either consume like random media, like watched a ton of movies, YouTube, just like definitely like absorb the world through like media and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like my family. I was, I was definitely probably luckier in terms of, I got to see a lot of people at the barn because like horseback riding, you're pretty socially distanced anyways. Like if you're getting less than six feet from someone on a horse, you're doing something wrong. So like... That was a pretty good sport to stay like socially distanced from people while also like still having a little bit more human connection. But I never got to see any of my friends. And like that was super difficult because like in high school, when like a lot of your friends you form because like you're all just like you all have to have lunch together or you're in the same classes and you kind of like it's really easy to make those connections. And I think what I realized during covid was when those relationships, when you're not seeing those people every day, how hard some of those re- relationships are to maintain. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have that, like, kind of what we were talking about earlier, like, that, like, oh, like, how was your day? Like, if you don't have those, like, elevator talk conversations, it's hard to be like, hey, what are you doing? And yeah. they're like, nothing, because it's COVID and yeah. you're literally doing nothing. <laughs> um, Or being like, oh, did you, like, do the homework? Like, it was really hard to, like, have those connections again because it all those social interactions had changed so much. Mm-hmm. Mm. But definitely like that freshman year of college was a good like reset and like figuring out, all right, who who am I? Who do I wanna be for like the next year? Who do I want to be for the next four years? Um, so that freshman year is such a pivotal like time, definitely. Mm. Yeah. It's a fun time though. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's super
0: fun. <laughs> I don't know it's definitely I've learned like because coming here to college I I'm, I graduated high school a year early so I'm here like oh, a okay. year before everyone and it's just like everyone's like older than me mm-hmm. and I've I I gravitate towards people who are like older than me I like okay. I've noticed that a lot lately it's just like all my friendships the ones that I like um like hold like super close to me that I like cherish the most are people who are like older than me and it's just like I love that because it's just I feel like people who are older I guess like that comes with, like, more, like, life experiences, but it's even, like, some people who are, like, one to two years older than me, it's just they seem to have, like, a lot more, like, intentionality with relationships and, like, things that they want in their life. Yeah, like, you're a lot more emotionally
2: mature than, like, everyone else, so you're, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I feel, like, the same but opposite. Like, I feel like I gravitate towards a lot of, like, younger people, especially I'm already old for my grade. Like, I'm an October birthday, so I'm already 21, so I'm just, like, waiting Mm -hmm. for all my friends to turn 21, (laughs) and I'm, like, so, uh... (laughs) anyone want to go out and then i'm like mm-hmm. wait no one's 21 yet so uh, i guess we'll just hang out here <laughs> um because yeah it's like so i either have to like intentionally go out and find like the seniors that i can like hang out with which i do have a lot of like senior friends because um they're like not super hard to find mm-hmm. um but definitely, like, growing up older than everyone, I kind of got used to hanging out everyone being younger than me, and then I just gravitated towards the younger groups because I was, like, I don't know. I guess, like, probably subconsciously, I needed, like, I felt very mentoring. I'm already an older sister, so I felt like that's just a part of my nature of being, like, some sort of mentor or, like, older, like, sibling relationship or just, like, I felt like I could be helpful to people. hmm and like I feel like a lot of my our earlier relationships were about that because I was like, oh, you're like a small little baby bird. And I'm <laughs> like all the way up here, but like also not really like it was just yeah. like all in my head about that. So you know, opposite for me because I'm the youngest. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like totally just like, yeah really interesting oh psych yeah.
1: <laughs> so interesting <laughs> exactly it seems like it's full really, circle <laughs> literally full circle. it seems like it's carried back onto what you do and it seems like that sort of idea of mentorship and trying yeah. to help people the way that you can so i took a gap year oh, cool. um uh so i'm just one year younger than okay. you i'm supposed to turn I'm gonna turn 20 in a month, so that feels terrible. And disgusting. I had the crisis
2: yesterday about turning 22, so yeah. you know. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> no it hits. Yeah, my sister just turned 19, and I was like, I cannot have a sister that's 19. I just turned 19, and then I was like, I'm gonna turn 22, and I literally yeah. cried on my floor for like 20 minutes because I was like,
0: oh. it's an odd experience to have. I have yeah. it because I'm just so much younger. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's a yikes, but mm-hmm. yeah, no,
1: uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be a teenager anymore. That's fun, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, I it's so interesting how for me, um I felt like so I was basically at home mm-hmm. for my entire gap year. Um, yeah. so until you graduated the
2: 2021 then? Or yeah. okay
1: um I was a twenty-one kid. And uh, so yeah, and I was friends with all oh, these seniors. So <laughs> yeah. I was friends with okay. you yeah. kids. Cool. Um, so I understand <laughs> that um, a bit. And um for me, uh what I noticed was that I was kind of at home and I just kind of locked myself into this mentality of being like home and my parents take care of me and then I just don't really try to get out I just kind of stay home and even though I was 18 at the time I just was like okay I'm home and it was the same like I was treating my work like I was doing 40 hours a week but even though I was doing 40 hours a week like and I was A full full full-on adult Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I was treating it like high school and yeah and um, until like until really like I I finally escaped that once I did this gap year program with Outward Bound shout word Outward Bound (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, they're really cool especially Colorado y'all should go Um, yeah I went on this program it was two months long and when I went out it was like this huge backpacking thing and did a bunch of cool stuff that's really cool don't want to brag about it um, <laughs>
2: Not so flex, but. Yeah, yeah.
1: um but uh that was when i realized like holy crap i've kind of been stuck in this tiny little bubble yeah and i can now do stuff and then it's funny because i came down here and and i did the exact same thing where i was in the dorms and then i i had like my friend group and mm-hmm. that was kind of like I was almost treating it like my family so I would come back and do do the exact same thing and this is stuff that you see in psychology Um, uh, which it's standard Um, uh, and yeah so I'd come back and treat everything like family and it'd be like and then just recently I kind of realized like holy crap it was actually the spring break. I I, oh, I yeah. went out and I went, did a coast trip oh, and then that's I awesome. went down camping. And during that time, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not stuck to just being here. I'm not. I can literally like throw around the idea of like traveling down to California. I can during an entire weekend. I have Fridays off. So, oh, hey, for sure. if I have Fridays off, that means that I can decide to drive all the way down to the Bay area and then drive back up on a Sunday. Exactly sounds like a
2: terrible time. (laughs) Yeah. Only one day home, but it's sometimes worth it. So,
1: yeah. So I just realized that I could do that. And, um, and it's, uh, so weird because I'm seeing, it's also weird as somebody who's nine, well, turning 20. Um, and I'm looking at people who are 18, sometimes 17. um, and uh <laughs> and they're they're realizing that way earlier my brother literally gets out to the and goes into san francisco like almost not every weekend he does it at least once a month and yeah i never did that a part of that was not having a car um teenagers right. should have cars
2: yeah um, especially in california i feel like there's so much to do in california to where you kind of like I feel like Oregon or at least I feel like Corvallis is very good for getting out and I feel like there's a lot of like w- like a lot of things are like walking distance or like there's a lot of like really good like public transportation that I feel like is like yeah. sometimes safer than like some California places. Um but yeah, like I feel like Californians like they need their cars. Like there's so like much to explore in California yeah. that like you you just got to get out. Mm, like yeah. <laughs> you got to be able to explore, so I definitely feel that.
1: Yeah. So, it's just it's interesting to to see that and be like, "Oh, I guess I'm figuring this out really late."
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no, it's definitely like better late than never, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like um but like I feel like having that click is something really powerful. I think that happened to me a lot later cuz like that probably didn't happen till maybe the end of spring term last term for me term <laughs> um
1: well, I mean you had COVID so
2: yeah it was yeah I don't know I yeah. feel like that whole like school year was a little bit of a skip I went home a lot because classes were online so if I ever was kind of feeling down or like my mom would be like not nah, your horses miss you and I'd be like mm, mm, yeah okay <laughs>
1: so you'd make the whole drive over
2: yeah I would usually spend like um I would like leave on like a Wednesday after my classes and then go to like the next like I would drive back on Monday or I would like I would definitely like make it worth my while like I always when I would drive I would try to make like the hours home outweigh the hours driven (laughs) (laughs) Um, because that is 20 (laughs) hours in a car like round trip so like definitely not like I have done that like come home for like one day and gone back up though which it's just like it's a lot it's like very whiplash like Like you're like Mm -hmm. all right 10 hours in the car let's go and then you're like hello everyone i'm home i'm tired and then you're like all right 10 hours in the car let's go (laughs) (laughs) um it's like that turnaround is very rapid um it's very interesting i forgot where we started with that conversation
0: (laughs) it was just more about you guys like having those like realizations about like yeah realizations there we go i I feel like like being someone who's like younger than you guys i don't think it's something you guys should like discredit yourselves for just because it's like for me personally like i grew up very fast i grew up at like a very young age so it's like i've always just been like oh i feel like i'm so much older than i actually am Mm. when in reality i'm just like a baby to everyone yeah and so it's just like i feel like i'm on the same like mentality level as everyone here but it's just like physically and like <laughs> how many years i've been alive i'm just like <laughs> a little less yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure and so it's just like we're all like different ages but i don't think that's something you should discredit yourselves for because we are all still here at the same time
2: that's yeah. true yeah i definitely like when we're all kind of like saying our ages and like going through i'm like we're all at very like even though we're all in college, I feel like we're all at very different, piv- just like the three of us, like mm-hmm. I feel like we're all at like separate pivotal moments in like life, which is like really cool to kind of like <laughs> see us all in like one room and like talking about it. Um, Cause that's another like awesome thing about college. Like most people come in like 17, 18 um, and then some people leave when they're like 22, 23 ish. Or like you have grad students that are like older and mm-hmm. like I know people who are like, 30 years old and in my classes, so, like...
1: Oh, yeah. I I, I just wanted to mention, um, in high school, I was a part of this D&D group. Gosh, I was a nerd. And, um, and it was the sort of thing where, turned out, our DM was this 27-year-old who's been in community college for, like, 10 years. And it's just, And like, sometimes
2: it happens. Yeah.
1: It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. I just... I could never imagine We're having all... a laugh like that, but... Hey, if they live with their parents and they make enough money to cover their costs,
2: they're good. Yeah, minus I mean, whatever <laughs> resources you've got, I guess, kind of use them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Live your, li- live your life.
0: Live your life. <laughs> live your life for real. Well.
1: And to our listeners, I hope you live your life because this is gonna be the end. Um,
0: oh, <laughs> not that's the so end of good. your life. This is the end of our <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
2: So, uh, this so, is... Uh, sorry to
1: break it to you. <laughs> um,
2: There are snipers around your house. Do not worry. <laughs> but it is the end.
0: <laughs> Just prepare yourself a little bit. Just prepare. Yeah. yeah. Say
2: your goodbyes. It's Deep breath. Yeah. Deep breath.
1: Yes. Question on whether or not you're fulfilled with your life. All
2: yeah. Right. There you go. Think
0: about it. Have Great a little it. existential crisis for five seconds. Yeah.
1: Cool. And there we go. Yeah. Great. They're perfect. Right. Yeah. Um... Well, um, thank you so much yes. for
2: No problem, this was so fun talking with us. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fun, right? I love talking, so oh, like, podcasts yeah. are like ideal for me, I'm like, oh, put me in front of a mic I'll go for days That's why we're doing this
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely Um, cool, yeah, well Uh I guess this is it <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, everybody please remember, um, we have an Instagram, our Instagram is at wr underscore pod um, as in W-R underscore P-O-D if you didn't get that um, and uh, please you can rate us on any platforms that we're on um, yes that's right Spotify does have it uh, the first time I mentioned this I didn't know that uh,
2: <laughs> But now I do. There you, you go. You can rate
1: us five stars if you want. Um, you can also rate us one. That'd be really fun. Be
2: Exciting. I, Give us some variety. I,
1: in some ways, I do want to see like a one star in there, just to be like, oh, somebody doesn't like our podcast. But you know, <laughs> that wouldn't be great. I know you guys like listening to <laughs> us. But, um, yeah. And besides that, uh, I don't know. I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>
0: good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, again, I'm Willow.
0: I'm hero. I'm Kayleen. Bye bye. Bye.
2: Goodbye. This podcast was made in affiliation with KBVR FM. Thank you to our KBVR-FM podcast director, Megan Vasquez. Our general manager is Sierra Colvin. Our executive producer is Yahira Alvarado. Our editor and creative director is Willow Weller. Credits are being read out by me, Fawn Harris. Music was produced by Andy Sloan, Jordan Miller, and Willow Weller. Make sure to check out our
0: Instagram at wr_pod. This was the Women's Room Podcast.